It's a vibe. It always is. It's, it, it, it's cultivate. It's intro. Connection. Community. Creativity. Yeah, you see it. Cultivate. Interesting thing. You it's, it's, you it's feed the sheep, baby. Be the sheep. Fools for Christ's sake. Be a fool for Christ's sake. Hey, uh, have you ever done predictive text? What do you What do you mean? You know, like predictive text on your phone, where you like type it and then it like it like predicts what you want to say, and then you just like hit them. Like oh. these, like these three boxes here. Oh, I also I. Like when I'm emailing my teachers, it doesn't. Or text, it don't, or yeah. I mean, a text I've ne- I have don't really. You never used it. It doesn't really come up to me. Te- but when I email, apparently my emails have that, and it's like swipe to finish it, like finishes. Oh my yeah, that that's my- that's Gmail. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I just did one. Okay. Predictive text, Ten Commandment. Okay. You start with Thou shalt not. And mine came up. Thou shalt not let me go into a store without my consent. There you go. Oh, so you're talking about when you just click, you keep clicking yeah. three words. Yeah, yeah. So okay, I just, okay, okay, okay. Thou, I, I, for a second, I was like, "What is?" Thou this? shalt not use your own money. <laughs> what? That's what. It, that's what it ended at. <laughs> say thou. Say thou shall. Thou shall. Yeah, take the not out. Thou shall. Thou shall. Be a saint of all men who have been in our life for the past three years. <laughs> thou shalt thou shalt be a saint of all men who have been in our life for the past three years. That's what that came up. Yeah, whatever that means, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sending all these to you, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, thou, my phone's vibrating now. Thou, I got, I got, I got thou it. shall be blessed with the power of the Lord. Oh, Apple. Okay. That's what it came up with. It's the, it's thou the, shall be blessed with the power of the Lord. It's app, you said Apple. I was thinking it's, like it's the holy Apple, the one, who, the one that Eve wasn't supposed to eat. The Lord Jesus. <laughs> Look at that. It actually, shoot, Apple's not as woke as I thought. For a while, Apple wouldn't let me, like, when I typed God, it wouldn't automatically capitalize it. That ever happened to you? Yeah. Because I've, like, I've always had to read my text and capitalize God. Like, because I'm just, like, typing. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't like, automatically do it, but now it does. It's that one thing that, like, you see it, it's like, oh, why is it? Like, you know, like, it's like, it's like, it's basically like your name. Like, if I'm typing my name out, I want the C to be capitalized in Cameron, and you want the R to be. True. Like, it's just like, it's just like, that's something you see. I like love if I'm typing seeing God, my name capitalized. I love it. I mean, it's the all name. That's what. That's the thing. Elementary ed major, all names are capitalized. Hey, <laughs> I got a question for you. What's up? The proper use of me and I. So, like, yeah. if I were just saying Cam and I. Cam and I. Is it Cam and I? Yes. Or is it Cam and me? No, it's Cam and I. Okay, that's what I thought. Because I was in a stupid group chat. And if you know me, I hate group chats. This morning, popping off at like 7.30 a.m., it's all the pastors, and somebody sends a gif and says, Mike and me, and I'm like, and I just corrected it. I said, Mike and I, and then- Mike and Ikes. And then and then, somebody like five hours later replied to my comment and said, I I believe me is correct. And I'm like, I went to a deep study, English study. You should have just called me on Google. <laughs> I was like, me. I'm pretty sure it's it's Mike and I. Yeah, it's Mike but and if I. you were starting the sentence, it would be me. me yeah, and Mike. Yes, people. I think people get confused is because you remember that one movie that came out, Marley and Me. Yeah, I cried. Great, exactly. Yeah, I, I cried. Great movie, tearjerker for sure. But like now, people think that's the exception. It's wrong. Illiterate title. It is. Can't have it. Marley and me. Marley and I. Yeah, because Marley and I didn't make sense. I mean, it made sense. Marley grammarly, and me, I feel like Marley and me just, just had a, a, a better appeal. Like, people yeah. get paid millions of dollars to choose names, and it worked. Yeah. It worked, because obviously I still remember the name. Straight up. I still remember the movie, too. Hey, what are some common phrases that you hear people use? Believers, non-believers, more likely believers, but that people will say but aren't even scripturally backed. Like, they're not in the Bible at all. 
like oh okay like i so i hear people say i call it clicheanity so along those like nothing the first thing that i thought you were going to say so i thought you were going to say like what people say like just when talking about god is one thing that kind of rose me the wrong way is they're like man i need some more god and like do you need some more god or does god need some more of you because you saying I need some more God as if God isn't already a, an abundance enough for you. Right. For what you have. So the offering you have of God is not enough. Oh, like, yeah. That's like me saying, do I need some more water? Why? Because my cup's not full. But it tells us in, was it in John that our cup overflows? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, technically, that's not, that's not right. I'm like, that's the one thing is I hit the, I get that all the time. People are like, man, I need some more God. I'm like, God needs some more of you. God's already a God. There. Yeah. God is all. Yeah. He's, he's full in abundance. Yeah. So now I could see why people say that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that like right when someone says that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's wrong. I'm like, I get where you're, I get where you're going. But like, that's something that like I challenge them to to shift their mindset. That's something that I say it to like, to just make them think like not to be like, you're an idiot. Why would you just say that? No, because I don't understand where you're coming from. Yeah, Yeah. I know exactly where you're coming from. I was like, yeah, that, but technically you think about it. You know, God needs some more of you. Because mm. he's already enough. Come on. Jaira, you, you are, are enough. <laughs> Jaira, you, you are enough. I will be content in every circumstance. Talk about that, though. Come on. Leading that into our discussion is Ross and we I. We don't need- actually. I mean, we kind of have an idea. Of where we're going. Ross and I, need, we need to be content in <laughs> any circumstance. Oh, my gosh. Listen. <laughs> Go ahead. You break know, into that. Go ahead. Break into that. You know, actually, this reminds me. So, so, and I hope Kelsey realizes when I have, like, I, because I have a platform, obviously, feed the sheep, the pulpit, whatever. Uh, if you're in my life, you're going to be use as a reference right you have times. to you have so to. that's just what i it got is. receipts however we we're talking about being content we need to be content and i like i came home last night so like we're not married yet i don't live with her she lives at our house i live with my parents still just to clear the air for anybody um we're like 78 days away 78 countdown baby <laughs> uh but so I can't, and I was like, I came in, started doing dishes and cause like she cooks all the time. So I'm like, I got dishes, like I dibs, I call dibs on dishes and I had to fix the deck and all this stuff. But I came in, I was doing dishes shit and she was just like, are you okay? You should seem kind of down. And the conversation ended up being like, after thinking about it, I was like, I, I shared and I was like, it ended up being a place of discontentment. Like I, it, it, it stemmed from me knowing that God has called me for something more than what I'm doing. And I know his promise and my lack of patience is like, I want to be there now. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it basically is like, you know, what does that look like? Well, I want to, like, I know he's calling me to speak. Like, to speak his truth, his word, and travel and do that. And I can still do that and pastor and all that stuff, but mainly for young adults, okay? That's just where, that's just where I, that's where my heart is. That's, that's everything, okay? And so I was sharing this with her, and, and, and the all, the, the wisdom that she has, we, we talk about like how she processes. Well, she processes. So like, this is, this is the blessing of her processing because I don't like, I just want to go. But and she sits and she says, if you think about it, you're kind of like, God is really just saving you and protecting you. And really by protecting you is protecting me and our marriage because we're about to go into our year one of marriage and he doesn't want you to be gone. She didn't like, she's saying she didn't want me to be gone, but like 
that'd be even harder on our first year of marriage. Like if I'm gone multiple weekends out of a month, right? Speaking, it, it it wouldn't be it wouldn't be good. Not that it's impossible, but realistically, it wouldn't be good. So she like gave that wisdom into it, and she like it basically was like, be content in the season. Be where your feet are now. Exactly where you are is exactly where God wants you for something. Yeah. And I was just like talking. Yeah, I don't know. Talking about content, being content. It just all. I, I, I've I always been the person that just goes. Like I get an idea and I, and I get confirmation and then I'm go. Like I'm gone. Like when God told me Kelsey would be my wife. You can ask anybody. I talked about it all the time. I even said it to her, I'm like, you want you ready to get married yet? Like, can I propose? Come on. Let me. Come on. You got that answer. Let's go. I remember you telling me that story. Uh, I was like, uh, I know it. What breakfast place was that? Uh, the Crossing. Dude, so good. Yeah, but I was just like, it's like, I know his promise, but that's the part of trust. Like, his promise will come, but... We're trying to, our flesh wants to take what we think we earn, mm-hmm. what we think we deserve right. before we're ready for it. Mm-hmm. We have like these expectations or we have a, we have it all planned out. That's yeah. what it is. Like I have, I already, I already have it planned out. Like I already know it's going to do this. It's going to look like this. this is what we're yeah. going to do. Like I already have this idea. Like I just see it and I just see it now. Well, we saw that with Abraham and Sarah, like the promise that you'd have a kid. Well, it took how long? Like a long oh, he was time. Old. And they, yeah, the whole thing. Promise finally came. But they try to do what they what they could do in their own power and in their own strength to make it happen. Mm. How'd that turn out? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that situation not good. However, they did get their son. They did. Uh, the promise was made. I I. So, I, I asked about the kind of the phrases, like like the five cliches, or there's a more than five really, but that cliches you won't find in the Bible, clichéanity, and it's the I like one that, I like that God never gives you more than you can handle, and we talked about this I believe on a, on an episode before, but what are your yeah. thoughts on that? Say it again. God never gives you more than you can handle. God never gives you more than you can handle. Yeah. And you said that's like a cliche thing to say. Yeah, because it's not in the Bible. Or as a, oh, that makes you think of a uh, God it's gives. not biblical. God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. So there's another one. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, I mean, it doesn't say that word for word. But what was that one? It's like First Corinthians 10, like no temptation has overtaken you. I'll provide a way of escape. Yeah. Which you could relate to that, but that specifically is not, is that what you're getting to? That's but it's specific, not true yeah, that's, biblically. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit look, like, yeah. Okay, so you can look at Second Corinthians 1, mm-hmm. verse 8 through 9. Uh, Apostle Paul, he's sharing this. He says, uh, for we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. And basically, he's just talking about the circumstances that he was facing and how he was pushed and and pushed over the edge. And it, he, it was more than he could handle, is, right. is what he's saying. And this is Paul talking, okay? And you're going to sit here and say, God never gives more than he can. He gave Paul more than he can handle? He allowed it, Paul that. But the, but the reason, right? the reason and purpose... I hope you're gonna finish what I'm saying. Go, go ahead. No, you go. It's because it's because it's because we can we we shouldn't be handling all the whole situation. Come on, right? Let's like, go. God can't give me more than you can handle. I hope he, God gives me so much to where I'm like, God, you got it. Yep. You got it. Total surrender. Let me yep. read this text. That's why we need him. That's why we need him. Because if man, if, be, if we stop. could handle everything <laughs> by ourselves, why would we even need to trust in the Lord? To provide, to provide us with what we don't have, but 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 what we can find in Him. That's so good. God, was it? We'll say it again. God, what? 
that he gives us more than we can handle. God won't and give that's us why more. We need him. God, oh, that's a oh, cliche thing. Yeah, it's like God won't if, give us more if, than we can handle. If we could, but if we could handle everything by ourselves, why would we even need to trust Man, the Lord to provide us with what we don't have? That's so good. But can find in Him. That's. I love how we literally picked up. We looked at yeah, each other. We're did. like, bro, I, I know exactly what you're about to say. Okay, let me know if you heard this one. Okay. When God closes a door, he opens a window. You ever heard that? I've heard it. I've heard it a fair amount of times. It's not as popular. Uh, I've I've heard I've heard stuff along God closing doors and like when God closes a door, another one opens or something like so. Yeah, technically the same thing. Like I've heard that stuff. I've never heard when God closes a door, he opens a window. It opens a window, but I've heard like when God closes it's, a door, yeah. usually another one opens. Okay, so to fight this, we look at Romans eight. Go ahead. Paul, again. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's writing. Thanks, Paul. He says, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor mm. powers ah. nor height nor ah. depth, ah. nor anything ah. else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And what this reveals to us in that text is even if nothing goes our way and everything stands against us, every door and every window shut in our face, that, that if even life is taken from us, nothing can keep us from the love of God in Christ because he has conquered death. Mm. 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 That's all I got. You know, you, you ever heard a, a song and you're like, uh, you're like, mm, this is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're like, mm, bobbing your head. That's what I'm doing over here. Well, you can think visual. about, think about that. Like, when we talk about allowing sin in our life, allowing allowing uh, uh, demons and Satan and his minions to grab footholds in our life, it's through sin. And we may think we've shut the door, but we've left the window open. Mm. So if that's a way, if leaving a, if leaving a window open is a way that sin can come in our life and take us away from God, why would why would God close the door and leave the window open? Right. That's just no. Mm. Okay, God helps those who help themselves. You heard that? No, no. You never heard that? Never. Really? God, say it again. God helps those who help themselves. God helps those who help themselves. I've never heard that. Really? Never. Okay. Basically, it's saying God's only going to help you if you put in the work, which points it to a work-based love. Yeah, yes, okay. okay, yeah, I can see that, yes. Correct. So in Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 5, it says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And this is saying that while we, basically, while we were still hopeless sinners, Jesus Christ died for us, showing that God helps the helpless. Mm. So we don't have to help ourselves for God to help us. Right. He helps us already. Okay. And this one, this one is based off, this next one's based off of context. Okay. Okay. Give it to me. Nobody's perfect. That, that's this, it? This is why, yeah. You know, a lot of Christians say that. Okay. Nobody's okay. perfect. There's only one perfect man. True. The statement itself is true. Correct. Dependent on context. All right. Right. Uh, I would say that the problem itself isn't that we sin and we, our problem isn't that we sin and we are sinners. Okay. The, the true, nobody's perfect. That is true. Um, but saying it implies that since nobody is perfect, everyone is okay. So we have to look at it through the lens of true. Nobody is perfect, but we can't just say, Hey, nobody's perfect, and that makes it that okay. Makes us all like, yeah, because that our makes, sin yeah. is still sin, right? And we should still steer clear from sin, right? But right, if right, we right. know somebody who's walking in sin and they're struggling on on getting out of it and breaking this addiction or this habit or or or, or mental health issues or or whatever it may be, right? We could turn and say nobody's perfect, and then and then it could register. Okay, so this is okay. Yeah. Continue so, to live so, that so, life. so to give to give context to give t- context, I, I'm going to say an example, and you tell me if I'm thinking of it right because I'm okay. I need to like have examples. Okay. So in the sense of like nobody's perfect, so 
let's just say me spilling a drink. Like young Cam spilling a drink. I'm overreacting. I'm losing my mind. Because I've heard this one before. My mom's like, and I'm like, I'm so stupid. Why did I spill a drink? My mom's like, hey, you know, he's perfect. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like in the context of that. Like, okay. Sure. Now, now let's say young, young COVID, young COVID Cam Todd, you know, masturbating multiple times a day, every day, because I'm, I'm stuck in the house, not doing nothing. And then again, like, this didn't happen, but let's say, like, my mom walks in on her, she knows, or she she just knows, or whatever, and she's like, hey, no, nobody's perfect. I'm like, oh, well, I guess, I, I guess nothing's really wrong with it then. Nothing really right. wrong going on. Really, the whole time, and my flesh has a hold of, yeah, <laughs> my flesh literally has it's a hold ba- of me. Yeah, it's based yeah, on yeah, context. Yeah, yeah, Roman, context. And Romans says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Mm. That's that is that phrase summed up. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect. So we all we're all going to fall short. We all sin, but that doesn't mean that it's okay for us to sin. God still calls us to leave that sin mm. behind. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. I like I that. That was, no, that was good. That was good. I was thinking about I was thinking about just sayings that people say and like ways that people take scripture out of context so many times. So many. Yeah, yeah. But like it's it's because it's like you know it when you hear it. It's like but that. they, oh, it, but they take it selfishly because they take te- they takes the text and they're gonna pick what they want to justify. They remix it. They're trying to justify the way they're living. I, there was, oh my gosh, it was me, my buddy, I used to send this to him, it was like, us remixing scripture, us remixing scripture to have, to like, just to have it appeal to our life in any way. That's all I was saying. It was like, us remixing scripture so it can appeal to us anyway. And it would play like one of those like songs, it would be a dude dancing and having fun because he's like, hey, as long as the word of God aligns to what I'm doing, then I'm perfectly fine. Because I find, I think we find that so many times like, and we find that when people try to deconstruct the Bible. Right. They'll pick this one word or this one or this this very one sentence and they're like, see, this is exactly what it says. We'll be like, okay, but they can't tell you who said it, who are they saying it to, what happened before that, what's happening during and what's happening after. The co- all the context you need to make sense of any sentence. If I were to go if I were to go to you, this is how they deconstruct Christianity. If I were to deconstruct something right now, I'd be like, Ross, I'd be like, Ross, I'd be like, that dog over there, and you're like, well, oh, okay, what, what, what about it? That dog over there, exactly. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you know, what I mean, this is literally how people deconstruct Christianity. They will take one splotch out of a verse, not even a whole verse, and they'll be like, that dog over <laughs> there. That's why. That's why. That's why it's all fake. It's all wrong. There's no way it could happen. Fake news. Yes. And I'm like, well, what about that dog over there? What's the, where's that dog coming from? Where is it going to? Whose dog is it? Do we know where this dog is? I, uh, I, well, this happens a lot. Like a lot of people do it. Okay. Oh, yeah. So many different groups, but a really prevalent group that does it are LGBT community. They, they, they pull from David and Jonathan's relationship. Like their oh, friendship. and say, yeah, they were gay. They, oh, they were they're gay. gay. Now, if you look at the historical context, you look at like even going back to Hebrew and translations uh, and translations, people always make this assumption, you know, oh, well, through translations, not everything is, um, you know, it's not accurate, this, that, yada, yada. Well, that's just inaccurate in itself that's to say that. However, when we look at David and Jonathan in First Samuel, it says basically that like they they're you know just best friends like they have a deep love for each other okay because Jonathan is like he's at, he's acting like Christ every like throughout their whole friendship and their relationship because he's putting himself he's putting David before himself he's sacrificing himself in battle and in war and in second Samuel he dies for David essentially so there's another Christ type solution there he fought wars and battles with david so we look at like the army you look at anybody who served in the military anybody who may be listening who served in the military 
you know that when you're in battle with your brothers in arms, the the relationship, the connection that you that you're building is far deeper than sometimes even your own family. Okay, so that's the concept that is coming out of. But when we look at the text and translation, when it says like there's other like when we're talking about Sodom and Gomorrah, it talks about they want to know. Well, to know always references back to to uh like some sort of of homosexual homosexuality and it never once when it talks about david and jonathan it says to know now in second samuel it says uh david saying your love for me was deeper than that of a woman which may be true but that's the brother in arms love that they have that's the love i have for you Hey, bro, love you too. And that's what I'm saying. That's where the saying bros before comes from. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know about that. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Let's take that out of context. (laughs) No, and and I'm not saying that just to to call out that, you know, that lifestyle or that group of people. Right. But that was just that's an just example. An that, example. Really, uh, that was just one and of the many examples that we could find. Yeah, there's many people who like wealthy, very well off, wealthy people who will talk about money as if it isn't the root of all evil. Because they have so much money, then they they try to use the text to like gambling or stuff like that, buying strippers. Like all they they try to justify it. They try to use the text to justify it to make themselves feel better. When in reality, it's sin. Sin is sin. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I mean that's Maybe. plain as it gets. <laughs> this is what I think. Yeah, no, that's that, that's that's it right there. You hit on the nose. That's as plain as it gets. In our reality. So, so Ross and I, Ross and I today. <laughs> Wait, I gotta take a drink of some water. I'm gonna see how ASMR I can make this. You can barely hear it. There's no, all right. Never mind. That was all right. So Ross and I today, we walked in, and we were <laughs> we were both just like, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, it was it's been raining all day. This is one of those days. It's just one bro. of those days, and like Stupid. I love and I love that's how hum like because that's literally like this is as you guys heard me say this. This is as candid as it gets. Like Ross and I. Usually it's one of us bringing the energy to another fellow, but we were both just like, uh, and I was like, I got to tell you about something. He's like, I got to tell you about something. <laughs> and we literally just sat here for like five minutes, just sitting down, telling each other about stuff like, like nagging, annoying, stressful. Where did this come? <laughs> he said Eminem. ASMR, ASMR Eminem. ASMR That was actually, a, that was better ASMR than mine. And yeah, Ross and I were just talking about you know how like there's like there's for Ross's situation is like dude there's no way this is coming back again I thought it I thought I handled it and you know like not to name any specific names but it was a an issue with money and the court of law and yeah uh, I'll I'll explain yeah it. I'm gonna say yeah I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll just say it. Yeah, I'm not right, a right, fraud right 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 <laughs> I had a business before coming on as pastor and the very first job I ever did they it, they were just annoying people I'm not gonna lie. They, I tried everything I could to please them, make them happy. I got all the evidence, text threads, emails, yada, yada. Basically, at the end of it, they just didn't like it. I changed things, still didn't like it. I offered to keep changing things, and I did patios. That's probably just so you guys know what I'm doing. And they they just said, no, we're just going to go with another company. I said, okay, that's all I needed because in – state of indiana you get the right to repair act and they refused my right to repair so i'm like bet okay and then they sued me but well the company they sued the company they they tried to no they did oh they did well they didn't like they i mean it's they open a lawsuit basically it's not like they won it i don't like yeah that's the thing they didn't didn't win it so they didn't win so that's why in today's culture it's like yeah they tried yeah but that was 20 2021 that was like june of 2021 right and then we were talking about how it came back and and then i got a call at 11 30 it's 1 p.m now and on a friday my buddy Devin, he's my attorney uh he has his own practice we love you dev we love Devin. doing a pro bono doing a pro bono just just a dog 
And it's funny because when he became an attorney, actually, I said, dude, I'll never use you. And then I started a business. <laughs> and here we are. Uh, but so like blessed to have him, obviously, in my life uh, to help, you know, find financially that way. But basically, we're supposed to go to court on Monday to kind of like wrap this thing up. And Devin offered him just to, hey, we'll drop our suit. You drop your suit because we dissolved the business. Like it's gone, yada, yada. And then they just made this out outlandish comment about uh, piercing the corporate veil to come for me as an individual. And I said, I said to Devin, he told me, I said, I ain't got nothing. So like, I'm, I literally have nothing and I need to finish this before we get married. <laughs> uh, because then once you get married, obviously like, regardless whether it's in my name or not it's that's you know how it rolls so like we got our house it's under Kelsey's name everything like we ain't got nothing I don't know what to tell you anyways regardless is there's a little bit of fear that popped up because I'm like Devin knows it his dad's a judge his dad knows it. he's like there's no way you guys should lose this but they're just keep being dumb and I'm just like I swear like this is over why is this still coming up? That's like the, kind of what my thought was, as Cam was saying. I was like, why? I, we dealt with this. Why is this still happening? Like we won. It's very clear that we won. Every judge and attorney I've talked to has said the same thing. So what's going on here? And they're just making empty threats just to make something happen. But it's all dumb. Dumb stuff to worry about because I know it's earthly. And it ain't going with me. And it doesn't define me. It's not not coming with you. But it's, you know, in the moment, fresh. Fresh Fresh-ish, I guess, because it just came back. But it's like, there's still a little bit of fear that came up. But like, oh, crap. Now what? Because I've never been in this situation before. So I'm I'm learning how to roll with it as we go. Uh, I don't know. It's just, yeah. So that's what I came. That's the type of energy I came off of. Yeah, so right. <laughs> and it was just, you could just tell the vibe. I mean, not to say like we knew, but like, you know, sometimes when it's when it's raining like that, you know, Anderson's playing with your heart. It was like 50-some degrees, 60-some degrees yesterday. Oh, gosh. And then now it's like it's been raining. It has not stopped raining, I don't think. Wednesday was 73, and it's supposed to snow this weekend. I don't I don't think it's stopped raining, though. No, like it hasn't. At all. And it's not like sprinkling. It's like raining. Yeah. Like, like I had my coat was drenched by the time I got in my car. Yeah. And so and that's some one thing that's like super cool is that ever since every time we come in here with this podcast, it's been straight good vibes, straight whatever it is we're off of, like man, it's out the window. And we we kind of took some luggage in with us today. <laughs> we kind of took some luggage in with us today. And, and y'all get to walk through it with y'all us. Y'all get to have with us. Why? Because you're listening. You made it this far already. You're what are they? Like thirty minutes, thirty minutes in? Thirty three minutes. If there's a thirty three minutes in. You guys obviously like us enough that you're listening to episode five or six or this is six, six or whatever. So yeah, but that's cool. We could, <laughs> there was this one, <laughs> who was it? It was his pastor. And he was like, I'm going to tell you a story. And he's like, why? He's like, because I have to, because you guys are here. And I was like, yeah, that's true. They technically like, if they left, I'd be <laughs> way kind of disrespectful. But I was that's like, fair. that's so true. You're here. So there and we go. So some of the, some of the, the, the baggage I came in with is I'm, I'm trying to get a, I'm trying to get a house right now off campus house. Cause I've spent three years in the dorms, thankful for the dorms, but I'm like, man, I'm ready for a house. Bro, just move in with Devin. They got an extra room. They do? Yeah. Oh, well, they see how you said this? You have friends like Ross, you just resolve the problem. Go <laughs> live with my parents, bro. That's they true. got like 12 beds. That is true. You guys do have a lot. So we, I, I, I had some friends and they're like, yeah, we're good for a house. We need four of them. We need four for three fifty a month. Dude. We're saving hella cash. Boom, two of them told me the day we went, can't go. Found another one, boom, can't go. Found two of them, was working out perfect, something happened, boom, can't go. And I'm like, man, this isn't like, I don't I don't know what's going on, but like, I was just frustrated. I was like, why? Yeah. Like, I, I went through five, I have two spots, five different people, none of them will work. And I'm just, and I, I keep calling my parents, I'm frustrated, I'm calling my parents, and I'm like, this is going to be dope. Like, I get to be an adult. Like, I get to have a house, a kitchen. Like, the first time I ever had any of this to myself. 
I've had my I've had own my own room before in a dorm, but like I get to have like a house, you know, yeah, a, f- uh, a full restroom, everything, and I'm just over here like, dang, I I need to figure this out, and it just didn't work. It didn't work out, and that's okay. My, I remember my mom and my dad said the exact same thing. They weren't even with each other. They were both working, and they weren't even with each other, and they were just like, hey, it all happens for a reason. It all works out, right? It's all gonna work out. Like it's in, in, even if it doesn't work out in your favor, and that's the thing is like even if if it doesn't work out in your favor, it's it's going to work out for the better in, in general, whether you like it or not. Ego aside, it doesn't have to work in your favor for it to be good. You know what I mean? Because not, not all mm-hmm. the time we have good intentions. Because, like, I'm then, I, then again, I'm looking at it like, dang, like, it's just because I just wanted a house really bad. Now, any, anything other than a house, I can't settle for. When really, you know, that's how yeah. blessed I am. My, sometimes my prayers at night are like, dude, I'm so thankful for this bed. I'm thankful for this house that I have, this room. Even though I have a roommate, I love my roommate, Ethan. I love you. Much love, Ethan. Just, just, how, just how blessed I am in a situation that just because I don't have a house and I, I could access it, but just because I can't get it, like how, how spoiled does that make me? How caught up in my motives? How caught up in my ego? How caught up am I in, in, in all the desires that I want? And then, oh, Ross, Ross is going through it. So Ross, Ross, like I said, what I love about Ross is I come to Ross for relation. You could say relationship advice. Relationship because I've had many failures, but yes, but he's getting married. They so. led me to my love of my life. Yes, absolutely. And the beauty of all things. Absolutely. And so I was asking Ross, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm going through this situation where." So-and-so, her friend doesn't like me, and I... Do they listen? Don't know what I'm doing. I hope so. (laughs) I I hope for the sake of this podcast, they're listening. I doubt her friend listens. I doubt her friend because her friend hates me. So I doubt her friend listens. Here we are. But, and I was just so fed up. I called my mom, called my dad. I'm talking to Ross. And I remember I just just texted. I said, I have to fully surrender to this and just pray. Mm-hmm. Because I, there's so many things I could do. I could take it in my own hand. I could have confronted so-and-so at lunch. I could have confronted so-and-so at the room. I could have confronted so-and-so walking to class. But I was like, how often is it that when we take things into our hands, they they go they go pretty well? I would say not often for me. Not often. Yeah. We think it goes not well. Often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a moment. Yeah, for the moment, for, for, for the hot second. And they're like, man, this is good. And then we act well, rationally on it. And good. Then it's like, in, in air quotes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Dang. <coughs> Cam, Cam is getting choked up over here. Just open it up and share with y'all. I'm talking on Eminem. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, you need I'm me to. to the restroom real quick. You need, you need me to do homlink? No? No, just <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Cam had to uh, exit real quick, but guess what, y'all? We're so we're, we keep it so authentic here. You're gonna be hearing all this. I ain't ed- I ain't editing anything out because that's just not who we are. We don't edit out the the errors or mistakes. I want to even say mistakes, really. It's just what it is. Um, yeah, basically today has, it's been a day. It's been a day. Not bad day. I'll be honest. Today's been a good day. I was out in the, I was out in the rain all day, all morning, kind of playing around in the rain a little bit, picking up some blocks um, from an old client that just didn't want them anymore, so I went and picked them up. Uh, and... I just, it's been a good day. I, Kelsey made me breakfast because I went and took uh, her dog to her parents because she's going to be gone all day. And Your dog that hates you. Okay. Easy now. He, Sorry, I'm back. I'm back. He, I'm back. Here's the thing. He loves me deep down. I love him. He may not love me yet, but I'm committed to him. If you guys can see my head shaking right now. It's not going to work. He 
listen, he just has anxiety and fear because he was attacked at a dog park by a husky. Ooh, that'll do it. So he's had some fear and anxiety ever since. So I don't blame him, but I just love him anyways. It kind of, you know, actually, now that you bring that up, I thought about that the other day. I was like, you know, we, like my relationship with Bo is kind of like a lot of our relationship with God. Mm. Go ahead. I, like I see Bo as an extension of Kelsey. Therefore, I'm going to love him regardless of how he treats me. Mm. And God does that same thing. Like he, he, he. He wants, like, we come to him angry. We come to him upset, mad, uh, heartbroken, sorrowful, whatever. Whatever emotions, with fear, anxiety, whatever it may be. And God's there just ready to love us. He just wants us to come to him. Mm. And he loves us anyways, regardless of how we treat him. Yeah. Regardless of our selfish ambition behind it. And that was like, I thought about that the other day in a shower. One of my shower thoughts, I was like, this relationship with Bo is like a lot of believers' mm-hmm. relationships with God. Yeah. Look at that. The Lord using all things for his good. Amen. All things. And I'm going to take that hit from Chuck on the M&M to stop telling my story and get straight to the point. Whereas we were talking, Ross and I were talking. <laughs> oh, like, that's funny. Uh, I was just I came across Exodus Exodus fourteen fourteen, shout out sister in law Annabelle Pancake this is her favorite verse I don't know why it just came to me but wait Annabelle Pancake Annabelle Pancake that's big, a real name big time golfer she golfs at Clemson oh oh yeah yeah she dates she, my she she signed up for revision she yeah she's my uh, but she was playing in the championship play, yeah you know because my buddy Nate that's yeah, yeah that's your girlfriend yep and I call her sister in law and okay. says the Lord will fight for you. You only have to be sit and be silent. And that's so true because this was like, it's been a while since I've read Exodus. I don't know if I've actually read Exodus through and through as a study, but I touched on it many times. And I just looked at chapter 14 is the crossing of the Red Sea. And so we have, oh, sorry, I burped. I was <laughs> so it says, uh, um, I'll just read from, I'll read from verse 10. It said, when Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord, and they said to Moses, It is because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die into the wilderness. What have you done? What have you done to? What have you done to us in bringing us out to Egypt? It is not. It is not this what we said in you. Sorry, it's not this what we said to you in Egypt. Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which we will work for to which will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you only have to and you only have to sit and be silent. And I'm like saying, sometimes I find myself like a, like the Pharaoh and the people, like following Moses. I'm following Moses in the sense of they were, they were following, you know, who Moses, who was following, you know, the, the plan that God had for him. But I find myself as people who are like, dude, this would have been way better off if I would have just freaking left. If I would have just like stopped worrying about it. If I would have like, like, why do we have to follow through? Nothing is, nothing seems to be, Working, nothing seems to be adding up. I can't see literally any good coming from the situation. Let me just take it into my own hands. If I would have just literally took things in my own hand, it, yes, it would have been solved. I don't know how well, but it would have been solved. But yet here I am, and there's nothing's being resolved. And for those of you theologians, uh, Moses goes on to split the Red Sea. So uh, <laughs> that he does. Yeah. So it seems to be at every sea. You know, it seems to be that that we we as people come up to a Red Sea every once in a while. And we just find no way for that thing for us to get through. You know, 
that makes me think of faith. Mm. I mean, I mean there, there's so much scripture on faith. I mean, faith of the mustard seed, like faith of a child, childlike faith. Uh, I would argue that the American church does not have as much faith as they should. Mm. I would argue that 90%, 95% of people who say they're Christians don't have as much faith as they should. No, I, but, but that's the part of, because there's a lot of people that don't go to church that are Christians. Sure. No, right. you don't right. have to yeah, go yeah, to yeah, church. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, if you're married, it helps when you kiss your wife. Right. Too. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Gets church. Mm-hmm. Okay. But. I think they just like, no, I, I really, it, I struggle with it. I was in the boat too. It's not like, Hey, you're doing it wrong. Like I've been there. Right. Like I didn't think that God could actually heal me from my daily panic attacks. I didn't think he would be able to redeem me and heal me of my, my, my 24 seven anxiety. Mm. And I just, I've seen too much now. I've witnessed too much now to be able to even say, like, no, that's not possible. Like, I literally pray for every little thing. Everything. Small, Like, big. dude, yes. Uh, people say this, I'm saying, oh, let's pray about it. And and it's like, sure, oh, pastor wants to pray about it. Yeah, fun, like, cool. Uh, that's expected. But, I mean, it's, like, genuine when I'm like, yeah, we need to pray about that. He can do his work. He can, and he can do it. Like I said, he can do it tomorrow. He can do it 20 years from now. It's just a few a few testimonies I have is I was praying. My prayers consistently have been for just the curiosity, just for people to become curious of God, curiosity in his word. Yeah. And a super cool testimony I have is I walked into this semester with six Bibles, five Bibles, and I was like, by the end of this semester— I want to give these away to people who need Bibles, who want to dig into the Word. Yeah. It is now one, two weeks till midterms, and I am out of Bibles. Amen. Preach. I am out of Bibles, and I had a Bible study at lunch yesterday. At lunch, two of my friends were just like, dude, we just need to read. And I'm just, I'm like, and the thing was, I was back, and I'm like, I gotta find, I gotta go to class, I gotta eat, and and then the Lord's like, but your prayer was answered now. You know what I mean? Do you not, do you not do you understand? Like, mm-hmm. do you not see, the Lord's like, do you not see how, how it worked? I answered your prayer. And like, now you're over here finding excuses to, to get around to it. Yeah. And I was like, dang. And then we had a great Bible study too. It was awesome. Well, if you need more Bibles, we got free Bibles. Yeah. We, I probably need, like, I probably need to take a few home. Mm. And I mean, that, I, I mean, that's awesome. Like, that's something that I like that. I just like. And the thing is, like, I set a goal, but, like, God just cr- – like, it's it's still spring. I have a whole another eight, nine weeks. How do – for those listening, how do you approach those conversations? So those conversations always come from me – they usually ask about my tattoo, which is the only – which is the sole reason I have tattoos, mom. That's what I tell The sole reason I have tattoos is to start conversations. I've talked with more people <laughs> – about Jesus through my tattoos mm. than anything else. It's, People are like, it's sin, you're going to hell. Yeah. I said, no, I ain't. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, these conversations. Redemption and sanctification. That's exactly bruh. it. And that's a whole nother topic right. that we can get into right. another you time. Got that, the next episode, we might get into that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so, so for people, like you said, for those who are listening, like how does that happen is, I think an unashamed mentality of the gospel is the easiest thing. If you go to a Christian school, this is the easiest thing you have to say if you want to meet someone new and have a gospel conversation. I've said this to about 15, 20 people just because I love it. And I'm just like, hey, I was like, well, so Anderson University is a Christian school. Did that have any reason for you coming here? Yeah. And then it's either, yeah, kind of, my parents wanted me to, no, I don't really care, they gave me a lot of money, or yes. Yeah, exactly why. 
but and so the conversations like that i've had people see our amazing podcast that's an answered prayer i mean i'd probably say out of the six i've given away four of them were from people who i've talked about this podcast with oh look at that and i've just and i've just been like oh yeah i've been dude that's just something i want to get into and i was like well how, how do you plan on doing that and i was like well, why, how do you? But I was like, dude, I was like, the closest I ever came to God was when I started to read his word. I was like, you you can go to church. You can. Like, that's mm-hmm. a great thing to do. I was like, but if you're not, if that, if the, that's the only time God's getting from you is an hour and 15 minutes on a Sunday, then mm-hmm. that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I had, I had my, my one buddy, uh, he listened to the podcast, Josh, love you, brother. Um, no, sorry, Josh Martinez. There's another Josh that listens to the podcast. Also, my guy. I'm going to. Well, he loves you both. I'm going to. He I love both you guys Joshes. Both. But yeah, and he was like, and he was like, I, I, he's like, I just, I just want to know the story of the Bible. And I'm like, which one? I was like, what do you mean, what story? Like, the gospel message. Which is what I was getting to, and I was like, are you talking about the gospel? He's like, yeah. And I was like, well, who, who do you want to hear from? And he's like, what? He's like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I was like, 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 who do you want to, he want to hear that from? And he was like, well, like, what about like Adam and Eve? I was like, so you're talking about there's, there's books with different authors. Yeah. And within those books, there are many other stories. I was like, so what story do you want? He's like, I guess all of them. And I was like, well, do you have a Bible to read? And he's like, no, I need to get one. I was like, I got you. <laughs> let's, uh, let's simplify the gospel message. Right. Let's get it. Very simple. Two sentences. Very simple. Two sentences. Thing. You are not better at sinning than God is at forgiving. Mm. You are not better at being bad than God is at being good. Hey. That's. I mean, Mm. that's a simple way of putting it. Mm -hmm. There's more to it than that. Sure. Mm. But. Basically, all that's saying is you can sin all you want. Right. But God's still going to forgive you. Mm. Now you gotta repent for that sin. You gotta turn to him. Say, God, I'm sorry. But you're already forgiven. Like for those who don't know the gospel, I mean that's good. That's good. And for those who find themselves struggling like Ross and I, seize in the moment, pray, and then be still. Seize in the moment, pray, be still. We love you guys. Uh Al, Al, outro. Oh, uh, be blessed.